You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 232. <laughs> This is true. That's what I. That's why I hear that. Or you know, and by a rattlesnake, you mean a stripper? Yes, yes, yes. Or a blue hair in a mobility scooter. Oh, nice! Uh, I found they may be out there too. Um, yeah, I tell you, like uh, a plastic cup of pennies. <laughs> Mocon, baby. There's gonna be a lot of y'all out there. It's gonna be fun. I'm, I'm, Julian's gonna be out there. Of yeah, course, but Rob's yeah, but Julian's gonna look or? all Julian's gonna look all busted up wearing t-shirts and jean what? shorts. <laughs> I know, dude. I hope Julian bought that Japanese denim. Oh <laughs> man! Come on, Julian. Hey, I'm bringing some. I'm bringing some. I'm bringing some fresh tees and some tight denim as well. Is that what it is? <laughs> yep. Some icy <laughs> denim and some clean tees. And actually, check and see if the Marshalls of Vegas has anything different than yours. Hey, pal. I stepped it up. I stepped it up. Now that I'm sporting the, the TJ Maxx. Now that now that I had to go, I had no, not TJ Maxx. I went to Kohl's. There so, we go. Oh get, yeah, getting serious up in here now. So that's the heat. It's too bad Caldor ain't around anymore. Hey, I did buy a new hat. I'm very excited. Oh, what kind of hat? Uh, it's a uh, it's a Bailey Stingy Brim Fedora. Mm-hmm. It's a, a Cordovan um, fur felt. It's nice. It's my winter hat. I I I sweet. I would like a hat. I really would. I don't know if I I don't know if I have that face or, or the head to pull it off. Yeah, but I and like for during C two E two, come to come to Chicago and we'll go hat shopping. Okay, we'll get Andy Parks. Pick up so Andy we'll, Parks, beautiful, yes, yes, perfect. We'll all, okay, and it'll be it'll be beautiful. Oh, which and you know, well, um, it's a preemptive preemptive segue. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, about Andy Parks a little bit tonight, but we'll get to that. But first of all, I need to tell everyone to oh, yeah. to. Um, in, enjoyed this, this here show, Eleven O'clock Comics. Uh, as you can tell, uh, Vince and I don't record on the same weeks anymore. It's I know the new, it's the new rotation. <laughs> it's like our divorced parents. That's great, Jason and I. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I get, I get, I get Jason and. I get I get Jason and David two weekends a month and uh, <laughs> and then uh, two weeks during the summer and we're still deciding between Thanksgiving and Christmas who you guys get to stay with but uh, uh, but this week you guys are mine I'm Christopher Neesman, um sitting in of course for uh, for Vince and I'm joking uh, we will all be back again next week so uh, that that is the plan but I'm Chris and I'm joined by I am David Price. And, of course, I am back at you. I'm Virtual Clemens, otherwise known as Cottonmouth. <laughs> you're not Cottonmouth. You're Jason Wood. That's my, Vin, that's, my, that's my bad. bad. Are, do you have Cottonmouth? Have you been... Are you high? Are you? No, no. 
You'll see why I said I'm caught mouth in the okay. second. Okay. All right. All right. Do my thank yous, my shout outs. And, and, uh, and this is, uh, of course, 11 O'Clock Comics, which is brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service. That's right. It's DCBService.com. It is where you can get all of your comic books at fantastic discounted rates. Uh, the big selling point, and you know from listening to the show every week, is that you get to pre-order your comics. Everything that's in previews is available for pre-order. And uh, you get your monthly bill. You pay that. And then you can pick your shipping whether it's weekly bi-weekly or monthly and you get all your comics delivered to you in pristine condition and it's uh it's easy peasy pudding pie if you don't have uh, a great lcs in your uh in your hood it's it's the best way to get your comics delivered to you if you're looking for uh for big discounts if you read lots of comics or even a cup of comics and you just want that awesome discount it's a great great company run by great people uh we've been using them for years and and, uh, they support podcasts, always have, and uh, and we love them. So if you're looking for a place to order your comics online, I can't think of a better one. So DCBService.com. Nice. Uh, nice. Oh, oh, look at and- you, Jinx. Hmm? <laughs> uh, <laughs> if, you're, if you're a first-time customer, uh, you can use the code, what, David? EOC followed by the number eight to get an additional eight percent off your comics. So uh, remember that. Uh, make sure and use that. Not just because uh, you save a little bit more cash, but it also uh, lets them know uh, know how you heard about uh, their service. So that's it. That's DCB true. service. All right, let's get to the drink roll call. Um, I'm actually drinking this week. I'm getting all warmed up for Vegas. So uh, so I'll go first. I've got through a couple weeks without uh, without imbuing. Um, so I was at. Uh, an all-weekend softball tournament in Madison, Wisconsin this past week, which means what? It means I picked up a, a crap ton of New Glarus beer, and tonight yes, I, am, I am drinking a Totally Naked, Ooh. and it is, uh, uh, it's just a really nice, crisp session ale, which is kind of what New Glarus specializes in. Uh, anytime you hear session ale, it's uh, basically a beer that you can sit down and, and drink more than one. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it's their, their Totally Naked, which is uh, a uh, nice little ale. Enjoying it. It's a, it's a, it's a light, uh, very nice, light, flavorful beer, and that's what I'm having. So there you go. Uh, David, how about you? I uh, am trying something different, uh, or a different make, I'll say. It is a premium bourbon whiskey, it says it right on the bottle. Ooh. It is uh, Courtney and Wood's Kentucky Straight. I've not had that. What's the proof on it? It is, age 10 years, 80. Okay, so it's a lower proof. Yeah, uh, that's usually about the which is probably that, why I'm sipping it with nothing. So yeah, yeah, it's good to good to serve neat or yeah, that's uh or to to mix with something like a lemonade uh, or something like that. So it's it's Courtney and and who Woods Courtney and Woods C O R C O U R T N E Y and Woods uh, just like Jason with an S at the end. Nice maturation in New Oak. Casks. Well, it has to be if it's not a if it's not a new charred oak barrel, then it can't be called bourbon. That's ah, that's okay. one of the. It's oh, check it. Bur- okay, bourbon lesson, real quick. Before, right before we get to Jason, it's got to be at least fifty-one percent corn. It has to be aged in a new charred oak barrel uh, for a minimum of two years. It says oh. this this whiskey is at least thirty-six months old. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's just what the label says on the back. It's, yeah. it's, uh, so, so, I, so it's, it's always, it's, and, and that's the thing. I mean, God, we're getting really, I'm getting really dorky right now. Um, you, you, <laughs> it's, a, we'll you, later. um, uh, you age, uh, bourbons by how long they're in the barrel, not how old the actual whiskey is. So you mm-hmm. can have, you can have a 10 year old bourbon that's a hundred years old. Does that make sense? Yes. So it was in the Absolutely. barrel for ten years, but it's been around for you know pre-prohibition. Um, so yeah, that that's the difference between you know like wines and 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 spirits. This this the show is not um, our podcast has not <laughs> has not been kind to my. Oh, I guess I'll say my liver. I mean, I know that I I do I do enjoy my wine, but I've gotten a lot. Um, I mean, I remember probably a few years ago where I would I would try to drink whiskey and mm-hmm. and straight or, or just you know and i cough a little bit as i as i take the shot but it's it's uh it's gotten a lot easier over let the past me, few let months me, yeah, let, let me give you a hint <laughs> let me give you a hint sir you're not getting comic books from me for christmas this year okay well renee oh. appreciate that no 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 new book from me so uh jason how about you what are you drinking well, uh, I am I'm, – I'm two-fisting it because it's not a mixed drink, um, but it's, uh, I have a big glass of lemonade here, mm-hmm. and then I have a, a moderately-sized glass of Jameson Irish whiskey. Ah. So well, sipping the Jameson it. and washing it down with the lemonade. It's not nice. a highball. It's like a uh... – it's yeah, it's, it's, it's just two separate drinks. It's I like the Jameson, but I can't sit here and pound the Jameson for the whole show, or it's going to get yeah. ruckus yeah. up in here. So I'm sipping the Jameson and then pounding the lemonade. There you go. Nice. Sounds good. Yes. Instead of instead of the uh, okay the last the last beverage sex segment of of the episode, you are making a major life change. Yes. Uh, y- yes. Uh, it, it's true. Although I hasten to t- talk about it too much since it's like. You know, it's always like there's people that are like, hey, and they what? say that they've gone two days without smoking, and then they're back on. But yes, I. Uh, it's really not a, a change in 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 a decision about drinking diet soda. It's more of a absurdity of the of the money that I blow on on it. So I, I realized the other day that I I I buy lots of those twenty ounce bottles of Diet Dr Pepper every day in New York at little at bodegas and you know Seven Elevens and wherever I can find it, just at a convenience. And uh, you know, they're basically two bucks a piece. For 20 ounces. So I started thinking about it, and I'm spending roughly $90 a week on <laughs> Diet Dr. Pepper, which is That's really crazy, ridiculous. Dude. So, so I said, you know what? That's got to stop. So uh, I just, I've made a commitment to so It's to like not a two pack it. a day habit, you yeah. know? It's- yeah, it's, it's absurd. It's absurd. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm just, if I'm going to have the soda, then it's got to be, you know, the old like two liter bottles or like, you know, both yeah. 30, you know, 30 can packs that I keep in the office. So, so you were, like you were basically spending a European vacation with your wife a year on, on diet soda. Yeah, like I posted on Facebook, I, yeah. I estimated that I spent a little more than five thousand dollars in the last twelve months on Diet Dr Pepper. That's insane, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, so. yeah, that's yeah, that yeah that that crosses over into the someone has a problem. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so one day down, so far so good, but we'll see. You know, talk to me in a couple of weeks if I'm really if I'm acting like a bitch on the show. It's because uh, it's getting to me. All right. Well, hey, let's uh, let's talk about comics. That's why we are here, uh, and. Uh, uh, yeah, does anybody have anything that they're really excited to uh, to to jump uh, jump off here with? Yeah, I got. I guess thank you though for. Oh, okay, I got a congratulations and a thank you. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. 
first, uh, congratulations go out to our friends uh, at Sidebar, the Sidebar Nation. Oh, Swain and the boys. Yeah, Dwight, Adrian, and Swain, um, they they just celebrated their 200th episode. So, you know, that's um, as, uh, as, as we have also crossed that milestone. It's, you know, we can definitely say it's not, it's not an easy milestone. It means a lot of commitment, a lot of consistency. So they just had a great call-in show um, this past week in honor of it. But I just wanted to give them a big shout-out because they are one of my favorite shows and they're, they're awesome guys. Um, Swain, the Swain, Swain is... One of the, and, and we say this a lot, one of the absolutely nicest people I've ever met. And oh, it for sure. just yeah. reminds me how how awesome this entire community of people and creators is. Swain is one of the one of the coolest cats that you will ever meet and just such a sweetheart. So and Dwight and Adrian are no slouches in their own right. So. I have not met them personally, so... I'll take yeah, I haven't met them in person, but I, I talk to, I talk to Adrian a lot uh, on the interwebs. Um, but uh, and then the thank yous. Well, actually, I have two thank yous. One is uh, just a confirmatory thank you. Um, people may remember this past uh, holiday season, my buddy and co-host Mr. Neesman, uh gave me an awesome framed piece of uh, Ryan Stegman artwork from uh, Deadpool sitting on the Wall Street Bull. Um, I just finished redoing my office at work and put up a bunch of framed stuff, so the, uh, the picture's finally hanging in an, actual, uh, uh, in an actual office setting overlooking my desk. So uh, it's, where it's, it's, it's awesome because it fits perfectly there. So I'm awesome. Finally, uh, I'm awesome. You are awesome. And then the other <laughs> thank you is, um, goes out to Mike Schwartz, a community member as well as the creator of the awesome web comic Oceanverse. Oh, yeah. um, Mike had started a thread some time ago that he was taking on some commissions. And I like Mike's art a lot. And uh, so we talked back and forth and I talked him into doing a team commission for me. And um, I am a huge fan, as you guys know, but the listeners might not remember, of the uh, Serpent Society and the Serpent Squad. Um, ah. Basically, that that stems from the uh, the the, uh, the, Gr- the Grunwald era cap. Uh, you know, I, I was a sucker for all of those stories, and and they were prominently featured back then. So I've always loved them, um, and, and the the huge cast of different snake themed villains. So I asked Mike if he'd be willing to do something like that for me, and he said absolutely. Just tell me which which guys you want. And he did up an awesome six-person commission featuring, uh, let's see. Uh, Anna, Anaconda? David will, uh, David will be better at this than, than you, Chris, just, but we'll see what, if, uh, you, if you guys what, can guess. What, what do you mean? What do you mean? We'll see. We'll see. I'm going to tell, tell you their actual names, and you tell me if you can guess. Uh, oh, that's kind of rough. That's, I, I, yeah. gave them, I gave them the first one away, and that's, that's Virtual Clemens. He's, he's Cottonmouth. Right. Mm-hmm. So Cottonmouth is on there. Um, the leader is named Ophelia Sarkeesian. The leader. Um, that's, 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 that's a big not, hint. Ophelia, what, there aren't too the, many leaders. Leaders of the serpent. It's not. K, is it Cobra, King Cobra? Well, no, that would be a man. That's uh, it's, uh, um, He's not in it. It's it's not it's not Anaconda. Um, nope. No. 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 Um, that would. Uh, it's not Viper. Once I'll give you another hint. Once married to James Howlett, aka Wolverine. With his wives, not, uh, I can I can picture her. So. Uh, Viper, Viper, yeah, Viper. Okay, Viper. I did say it was Viper. Said Viper. Her name, her, her name is. Yeah. Oh, you. I'm. I was getting a little connection issue. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Viper. So okay. uh, I got Viper. I got Cottonmouth. Um, Gustav Krieger. 
otherwise known as the Rattler. Yeah. He's a bionic rattling rattler tail. Uh, my my all-time favorite uh, Serpent Society member, uh, Tanya Seeley, That's... who is Black, Black Mamba. Mm-hmm. Former stripper who and gets black energy powers and then uses them uh, to uh, kill people. Then uh, probably the coolest looking of the bunch, uh, which is Gordon Fraley, otherwise known as Puff Adder. He's a giant. Slow down. Guy, I may know. I may like know some of fish. these. I may know some of these. I may know some of these. I think. Uh, oh, here's the last one. Here's the last one, and he's definitely the most distinctive or scary looking one, and that is Quincy McIver. The the scariest looking one, which wouldn't be Constrictor. Uh, or Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth always freaked me out. Yeah. Well, I said I got I know. The, uh, oh, Bushmaster? Yes! <laughs> Nicely done. Yes, Bushmaster. So it's Dude, awesome. this like, was this was my era of this was my era of cap. Yeah, so I'm a little I'm a little upset. I'm a little upset that you that, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That, I'm a little upset that you thought that David would know that My better bad. than me. Yeah. I don't anyway. know who I don't know who inked any of it. <laughs> but no, Mike did a great job. Uh, it's an awesome piece. It's actually it's on our. It's, if you go to the forums and you look for Mike's thread, um, he's been posting all the commissions as he's done them, so you can see it there. Um, but it's terrific. It's it's all six guys, and he 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 drew this. Um, they're all basically like laying atop of or standing on top of a bed of like almost Indiana Jones esque, you know den of, of, of actual snakes mm-hmm. so it's uh, it's fantastic so much so in fact that i'm actually tonight after we're done recording gonna talk to him about doing another team commission for me because so i highly recommend it mike is very reasonable with his prices i know a lot of you out there like the idea of original yeah. art but get a little understandably cringeworthy at some of the you know more well-established you know big two artists and how much they charge yeah. or the veterans like jim stranko so um but mike is still charging very reasonable prices that are more than worth the the effort so nice. if you're interested you know i you would should, uh, uh, definitely you should, you should have, him, uh, have him do a royal flush gang he would be, it would be awesome yeah, yeah i mean he, he, would, he would actually do a really good royal flush gang oh yeah the, to me the servant society mm-hmm. and um the and the and the zodiac are kind of like um they're the they're the royal flush gang of the they're the royal flush gangs of the Marvel universe. They're yeah. those those groups of villains that you can throw in any time uh, to help sort of further you, the story, but you, they're never know, generally given you, much yeah. consequence. You know they're going to so. get their asses kicked, but that's kind of yeah, why they're yeah. there. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, serpent serpent society was always coolest. You know that era of Cap was was so tight and just you know it that for them to have been one of Cap's big enemies at that time just i mean it really does uh, epitomize that era of of cap which i think oh hell yeah it was it was so good now me because i was such a burn junkie man the baron blood story with union mm. oh gee jack oh, yeah that was i mean that is my sweet spot of of cap stories burn's cap was awesome it was short but it was awesome I short sweet. Mm-hmm. Yep, one of my one of my all time favorites. So, um, I read something. What you read? I read. Um, I've um, found an awesome uh, sale on DC Archives um, that was posted on our on yeah, our forum, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, and I was actually I was uh, uh, talking with Mister uh, Mister uh, uh, Monster Magnet himself, Mister uh, Dave Windorf, and. Uh, he was like, "Are you going to get in on on any of those DC archives?" So I was like, "Ah, you know, I was think about it, I'm not for sure. You know, the Commandy stuff. I'm getting in the Commandy Omnibuy and and the the Challengers of the Unknown because I've got all the all the the Kirby stuff. So I want to keep in that format." 
and uh, um, you know we had talked about you know the the DC archives and they really you know once you go back and look at them they're the paper stock the printing it is so good I mean they really are archival and uh, I was like yeah I should get something he's like man get the the Doom Patrol trust me so I pulled the trigger on it and I got all five uh, volumes of the Silver Age Doom Patrol hmm. <laughs> and and I'm that's uh, awesome. I'm about uh I'm I'm getting close to being done with uh with the first archive. And and what's cool about it is that the this was a time when a lot of a lot of series would start in in kind of an anthology series and yep. then whenever they got really popular then they would switch over. We just talked about Cap. You know, Cap was one of those uh um sort because of what the first issue of Cap was Cap 100, right? The last yeah, oh, you mean the original? Yeah, uh, yes. absolutely. Yep. Yeah, you know, and that had been what was the uh, God? What Tales was of suspense? It was Tales of Suspense. Okay, um, and uh, you know, Tales to Astonish did that. Showcase. Uh, yeah, all of those adventure um, comics. They they started as as different comics, and then you know the whoever became the star of the comics, then they would take over take over the the. Um, the, the titling of it. And the Doom Patrol started in a comic called My Greatest Adventure. And I right. believe their first, oh, their first appearance was, uh, My Greatest Adventure number 80, uh, which is the, the I origin. Just oh, were you really? Wow. I really was. The big yeah. brain on David. Um, and they, they continued in My Greatest Adventure until issue 86 when it was renamed the Doom Patrol. So you've, you have several issues that, uh, that are, um, the Doom Patrol in My Greatest Adventure. But one of the constants in it and what has made me so excited to read all five volumes of this is uh arnold drake is is the uh the writer uh of pretty much all of these even though he co I, I guess bob haney uh really helped him with kind of the formation of the, of the group and and really kind of you know putting a lot of the ideas together and uh you know i i imagine it as as arnold drake just kind of sitting at a bar or something with arnold drake or with uh with bob haney and kind of going over some of the finer points but he's uh bob haney is is credited as a as a co-creator uh in some of the the early issues and um the artist in the doom patrol is what i'm really loving about this it's a guy i really didn't know had uh, really not much experience with his work, totally unfamiliar, and his name is Bruno uh, Primanani. Yeah, Primanani, right? Yeah. Holy shit, cakes! It's one of, the, one of Gabe, Gabe Hardman's favorite artists of all time. Yes, that's why. Yeah, yep. He's yeah. amazing. He's absolutely amazing, and I'm just like, why? Have I not heard of this guy? Why do I not know about? And didn't do a ton of work. He was um, he's Italian born, and then I think he lived in Argentina before he uh, uh, before he started working on on U.S. comics. And I can see I can see the influence on Gabe absolutely. Now that you say that, um, uh, it's there's some Al Williamson in there, and I'm terrible when it comes to this guy. Looks like a you know a pinch of this and a pinch of that, but. Uh, um, dude is amazing, and I was just like, 
you know me and Mr. Original Art Collector. I was just like, oh, you know, I, I don't know if this guy is all that well known and he didn't do a ton of work. He did, he did pretty much everything that the Silver Age Doom Patrol, uh, he did the entire run of it. And so I, I started looking around for some Silver Age Doom Patrol pages. Yeah, not cheap. <laughs> well, that's actually when, um, at New York Comic Con last year, uh, uh, the, like one of the few times I saw Gabriel leave his table was because he found out that uh, one of the dealers had Parmiani pages from Doom Patrol, and he was racing over to see if it was any of the ones that he really wanted. So wow. that's uh, one of Gabe's uh, guilty pleasures. Well, he needs to talk to Phil Hester because Phil has an, of course, Phil has an awesome page. But uh, uh, cause I think Phil has an awesome page from everyone. But uh, yeah, it's the dude is just. His work is amazing to look at, and and you think, I mean, this is early early sixties, uh, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. But um, if you're unfamiliar with the Doom Patrol, um, they may sound fairly familiar um, to another um, group of of heroes. Uh, they are uh, they're outcasts and and misfits that live in a world that doesn't trust or understand them and they are brought together by a uh, uh, a mastermind who is only limited um, by the fact that he is in a wheelchair and uh, leads the team from afar as they uh, they go out into the world to a uh, right wrongs and uh, and and do it uh, in a society that that hates and mis- mistrusts them. I think that sounds exactly like the Avengers. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, uh, it's like West Coast Avengers. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, or the X-Men. And uh, uh, the funny thing is, is Doom Patrol actually came out before the X-Men. Yeah. I found out. So they actually, they predate the X-Men. I, not by not by a, a, a long time, but um, by uh, by a few months. So, um, I mean, they're not they're not mutants, but but definitely the outcast um, uh, card is played a lot. And the Doom Patrol are three members. You have uh, Negative Man, who is uh, Larry Trainer, who is a, a pilot that. Uh, was involved in you know a radioactive experiment and and he can have uh, basically a, a radio wave um, um, creature negative creature of himself uh, shoots out of him and uh, the only bummer is you know and and he can control it but while negative man has left his body he enters a comatose state and negative man can only exist outside of him for 60 seconds and if he doesn't make it back into Larry's body uh, within that 60 seconds he'll die so um, then you've got uh, Rita Farr, who is the uh, 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 it was a girl, uh, and she can uh, change size. So she's basically like uh, uh, a Janet Pym or, or a Hank Pym, and that she can she can change sizes and become a giant or or really small. And then you have a character that we know now as Robot Man, who was originally called the uh, the the. Uh, uh, automaton or the the Ottoman, uh, it was uh, not Robot Man, but it's Cliff Steel Robot Man, and then the leader is Chief, who is in the in the wheelchair mastermind, and uh, yeah, they they get in crazy adventures, and it's a lot of you know Silver Age wackiness. Uh, you get um, the Brain, which I think is um, the same like Monsieur Mala and the yep. Brain, yeah, uh, the first... Teen Titans basically. That was. 
um, and I know I'm interrupting you. The, no, uh, go for it. Go for it. The, the the Teen Titans, because there is a a Teen Titans connection to yes, there the is. Doom Patrol. Um, the new Teen Titans, well, from Perez anyway, from when I was reading, because uh, I didn't read a lot of the uh, Bob Haney. Teen Titans from back mm-hmm. in the day, but the, the Wolfman Perez, the basically the new Teen Titans kind of inherited some Doom Patrol villains. They, yeah, they really didn't have too many of their own. Why? I, I haven't I haven't gotten to it yet. Um, but uh, yeah, Beast Boy. Um, yep, has his origins in the Doom Patrol. Yep, right, right, yeah, because of who his parents, his guardians are. Mm-hmm, exactly, and uh, uh, what General Immortus is one of the big bads, and 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 the brain, and and I'll get into getting into more of them, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 wild, fun stuff, man. I mean, it is. It's the it's that kind of Silver Age comic where they don't explain everything, and there are huge like plot leaps if not holes there are huge leaps that are made in the plots and and you're like wow they just went a really long way to you know to to get some or actually you know they they went from point a to like point m without a whole lot in between to kind of explain it (laughs) and it's just like yeah they're just they're okay they're going right there and uh uh it's 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 just wild fun stuff man and uh uh you get some of the um some of the funny 60s uh feel and and jargon in it even though it's not as bad as some of the um and i say bad it's not it's not as um hip for the kids as some of the stan lee stuff was um you know, I, I think that I think that Stan Lee was was trying to really overwrite for the for the generation that that were buying uh, the Marvel comics, and I don't think that Arnold Drake did that quite to the extent that Stan Lee did. Um, so in that regard, it's actually aged a, a, a touch better, uh, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's just just uh, absolutely beautiful stuff and and really fun. And I'm just uh, I'm having. I'm having a hoot reading it. I can't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take my time and and read all five um, uh, archives. So you probably you're probably gonna be hearing more in depth stuff about the Doom Patrol in mm-hmm. the next couple months because now, that's what I'm wanting to read. I'm wondering, have you read any of the Morrison Doom Patrol stuff? Yes, I have. So so you know, since you read that first, did that? How do you think that colored your? expectations or enjoyment of this you know because it, it i guess it'd be oh, like gosh. people that first discovered the new x-men with morrison and then maybe stuck with it or went back and read old stuff i mean it'd be a much different experience i would yeah. think than like people like us who started with the claremont you know or the earlier stuff and then i, to, I, th- you know, I think it would, it would be like um reading age of apocalypse and then going back and reading the the original stanley jack kirby x sure it, it's okay. it's it's that different it's uh mm-hmm. I mean you still you know, Robot Man is pretty much the only character that, that's left in the in the Morrison Doom Patrol. I mean Larry Trainer is, is there, but uh um it's it's so many different characters and it's such I mean it's it's Morrison. It's Morrison doing what he does, which is amazing and but it's not it's it's not Silver Age Doom Patrol. And and we know yeah. from from reading All Star Superman that if Morrison wants to, he can do Silver Age really freaking well. 
um, yeah. it, with a with a modern spin to it. But no, it's 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 really different. I actually do um, compare it more to like Silver Age X Men, um, even though man, the art in this is just so. Drop dead gorgeous. I mean, just mm. really beautiful stuff. Not to say that Kirby um, wasn't, but I mean, this is more of like the you know the the Al Williamson school. Um, so uh, maybe not as dynamic, but yeah, you just kind of find yourself you know just captivated by some panels just in sure. in, in the work in them. But uh, yeah, I mean, you can you could read. Um, you know, don't forget that uh, Morrison took over Doom Patrol what around twenty issues in or so. Um, so. Uh, John no, Byrne. I no, I don't even. Was it eighteen issues in? I, it like was earlier than that, I think, because uh, I remember reading it. I, I was picking it up at first for the Steve Lytle artwork. Then Eric Larson came on, mm. and I. John Byrne. No, not well. Not. Not post-crisis legends era Doom Patrol. Yeah, Byrne. Byrne was doing Byrne. It did at least the the first issue of the 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 revamp of Doom Patrol. I'm gonna have to double check that. I I will I will I will I will find it. Um, but uh, yeah, he was involved in in some of it, which was kind of a, a retelling of the. Uh, uh, he, did the uh, he did a Secret Origins cover. Okay. Um, so I, I know when they did Secret Origins for Doom Patrol, it was it was a double sized issue because it did the old and the new, and Byrne did the cover. I remember that. It was a split cover. Let me see here. Uh, Sounds like the Dap knows what he's talking about. I know. I'm getting ready to go against the... the no, the, but I mean, you, you may be right. I mean, maybe before Morrison came up, because I didn't... You may be right. I may be crazy. You know what it sounds like? It, it's weird. It's... Um, the, the, secret, the, the Secret Origins uh, Annual. Um, annual 1, 2... Two, three. Uh, volume two, annual one, and I believe it is. Um, I believe it's all um, John Bernard. I think you're right. Yes, it is. It's a uh, 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 Kupperberg writing. Yes, in, in yeah, Bernard. Yes. yes. Yep. 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 So there you go. And then, uh, and then, who took over the the main series? Uh, when it started, or when? Before Morrison, just no, yeah. Before before Morrison, um, it was I'll tell you, um, Steve Steve Lytle. He did the art. He did yes, the yeah. So he did. So he did, the, and it was Paul Kupperberg writing, yeah. and that was through issue eighteen, and then Grant Morrison took it from called? took it from nineteen to um, issue sixty three. Wow. Yeah. So a good, I mean, that was that was a good long run, but like what? year was that, that that Morrison started writing Doom Patrol? Uh late eighties. Because if it if it started around eighty six, eighty seven, so you think, yeah, before nineteen ninety I would think. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's that's a it's a long time ago, man. Yeah it is, yeah. <laughs> so that's uh that's one of the things that I mean the um was that about the same time that he was doing Animal Man? Was that, was that? I was just going to say that I think I think he may I think Animal Man may have um, he may have started Animal Man after he started Doom Patrol. 
Yeah, because Anim- was Animal Man a Vertigo comic right off the bat, or did it start DC? And is it one of those comics that started in DC and then went to Vertigo, or what? it was always a Vertigo book? Wasn't it? I, I think it was. So I, I bet you, he did, I bet you he did Doom Patrol first, and then and then Animal Man. So, um, yeah. Not, not that we know. So anyway, uh, yeah, Doom Patrol, the Silver Age Doom Patrol, awesome. I'm going to be reading a lot of Doom Patrol, and then I'm going to catch up on my Adam Strange, which I also got those archives. So I got some nice Carmine Infantino in front of me Actually, as well. Animal Man started in uh, September of 88. Okay. Doom Patrol, he did issue 19 in February of 89, cover date. So oh, okay. he started Animal Man first, and Animal Man, huh. um, yeah. That, so that, he was writing both of them at the same time. Oh yeah, that that I knew. Um, and it does look like, uh, according to this cover, it was a DC new format book. Animal Man was so it was not originally Vertigo. Interesting, okay. nice. Well, very good. Yeah, you know that 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 was a good. That's the good purchase. You know, I always I always yeah. struggle yeah. on the DC side. Like being Marvel, like I, you know, I always know all. Like I have always have a pretty quick, strong opinion about any of the archival stuff, whether it's something I want or, but um, or, or maybe already have in another form. But with the DC stuff, I mean, I pretty much have none of the the archive stuff in any other form, so it would all be new. But I'm always, I'm always because I don't know it as well, more apprehensive as to whether or not it's just going to be like. You know, um, dated. You know, like to the point where, because, like you said, I mean, even again, it's so much of, of of our enjoyment of some of that stuff is nostalgic. Whereas, you know, I I could I could go back and read those original X Men issues, mm-hmm. and, and and they're they're definitely dated and and corny and and stuff. But because they they have meaning to me, I can sure. go back and look at them fondly. But I always sort of hesitate on the DC side. So when that archive sale happened. I thought, man, I should buy some archives just just to give them a try, and I I, I didn't pull the trigger, and you know, I really should because I'm always attracted to the Doom Patrol. I'm always attracted to the Plastic Man archives. Like I'm attracted oh, to the, yeah. you know, like I I should just I wish I had jumped on it now in retrospect. But well, the ones the, one, the ones that aren't as available for a, a lot of obvious reasons that I wish I had gotten whenever they came out are the um, the Sergeant Rock archives. Sure, sure. Those are the ones I missed out on. And, you know, there, there's there's so many of them that, you know, I want to get the Blackhawk archive and, you know, it's there's there's, yeah. there's some other ones. But for the most part, there, so much of it is Silver Age and a lot of that stuff can be little one note. So, you know, I just talked about how much I love Silver Age comics, but, you know... Uh, a little goes a long way sometimes, so I don't know how, you know, it's like, I doubt if I'm going to jump in and buy a bunch of, like, the Silver Age, JLA, or the Batman, Superman, mm-hmm. that that See, kind of stuff. Part of me, though, I I, I think, had, if, had I had the opportunity and, and the space for it, if, if I was aware of the Doom Patrol sale, things like that, I probably would jump on, because DC doesn't reprint doesn't repackage these things too often so if 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 i want to try it and it's 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 at a decent enough sale the chance of me getting it in a cheaper format or or more just a more kind of format that 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 i could like an essential or showcase that i could beat up um Mm -hmm. i probably would jump on it not knowing what i might be getting for for my for my 17 bucks or so i i just i i don't know i I definitely get where jason's coming from but i i think because their their trade program is is so even things that 
from so long ago with these archives and and the fact that that cheap graphic novels had the sale i i just i would probably jump on it just just to be able just to just to try it cuz yeah i i there are times where um there uh what the hell was it there was um Damn it! There's, I, I, there's probably digital, but there was something I we were talking about a while ago, and I mean the price was just at that point where you really can't, you don't know. Even at that price, you're probably going to end up reading something out of it that you're going to enjoy, and and I feel, and and the Doom Patrol stuff, you're going to have some weird stories in there. It, nothing, nothing too continuity heavy. So I mean, mm-hmm. you can you can find a few stories that you're. It'd be like buying a new CD. You know, there are probably like three songs on there that you just spent fifteen bucks on that you really really dig, and then there's eight <laughs> that you're like, eh, maybe I can you know. Yeah. On these. Well, are they gonna are they gonna keep on with the um, with the archives? That's they're they're winding those down, aren't they? Yeah, I, I hear I they were. Yeah. I, I mean, Chris Marshall, he definitely would would be the guy that I mm-hmm. I would ping to find out. But yeah, I haven't. I haven't heard a lot, but the last thing I heard is is where some the conversation was shifting towards that that DC is kind of just winding these down. Yeah, it's too bad. It's too bad because uh, you know we see what the what they do with the uh, new Teen Titans that uh, they're going to the uh, the Marvel omnibus format is what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at it and it's like, yeah, okay, that's that that is a Marvel omnibus and. The, the production quality of it, while it's while it's it's good and it's probably you know better than better than most reprints that you're gonna get. It's man, the DC archives are so nice. They they did such a wonderful job from the binding, you know, the the actual printing, the paper selection, really really top notch job. So you know, I hate to I hate to see that kind of stuff go, but but then again, they've done so much. In the, in the archives that, you know, at, at this point they might start scraping a little bit. I, I kind of feel like Marvel has done that with, with some of the, the, the Omnibuys. Yeah, and the, I mean, the Marvel Masterworks, too. I mean, it's like yeah. they're, they're getting into the, I mean, I think for, and Bob Retalk, if I speak to this, because I know he's he's bought a lot of them over the years, but if, if I'm not mistaken, they've, uh, and this is one of the, I have a little bit of white space here. I don't I don't buy Masterworks, but but if I'm I'm pretty sure they're they're up into like the the very late Silver Age, if not the early Bronze Age, now into the stuff that they're reprinting, yeah. which is kind of getting away from what the very point of it was in the first place. So yeah, you know, you know, it's it's like you know, do we do we really need uh, a Marvel Masterworks of like Squadron Supreme? You know, I I, I don't you know I don't know. Sure, right. you know so. Um, you know, it's the same thing with the the DCR guys. You know, they're they were getting out, they were doing new Teen Titans stuff, which is cool. And certainly, um, for for people like more David in my age, yeah, that's that's something that in our childhood that was a big deal. You know, I the Marvel Masterworks of like the Burn Claremont era X Men. Yeah, I think that's that's viable. I don't, you know, maybe even the the Paul Smith stuff. But once you start getting into like the the Ramita. John, John Romita Jr. X Men. It's like, yeah, it's great stuff. I don't know if it needs, I don't know if it needs a, a masterwork treatment to it. And right. people will probably disagree with me. Well, again, it depends on what you're big on stuff. But yeah, no, either way, I mean, you're right. Your 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 initial premise, which is that it's high quality stuff and really mm-hmm. good packaging, is certainly for sure. Yep. Nice. Well done, sir. Yes. Yes, Yay. indeed. Read Doom Patrol. You know, and what you're saying too is also, I mean, 
you know, there was a uh, there was a bit of that conversation a few weeks ago on the forum where um, I forget the gentleman's name, but one of the, one of our listeners, you know, said something to the effect like, "Are you guys going to talk about?" Like any new comics yet? So, you know, you know, look, I got to say, like, I think he got. I, I frankly think he got a little too, like, a little too much ribbing in that thread. Yeah. Like, and and I actually complimented him on the way that he kind of took his medicine there, and he didn't, you know, it turned turn into a flame war. Because I get where he's coming from. You know, if if you you figure there are always new listeners, and so if you one of the things about our show is that we've, as we said in that thread, just we don't have a script, we don't have a. Very every now and then we'll do like a theme episode or have a guest, but generally, you know, we just talk about whatever's on our mind. And and so if you're a listener, and you, depending on when you jump into the show, you could get a very different idea about what the show is, depending on what yeah, episodes you jump in on. You know, yeah. so it, it sounds like he jumped in at a point where we were talking about a lot of of current books, like we were doing the new Fifty Two and that sort of stuff. And um, you know, but what I'm getting at is that you know, I think each of us have had different cycles and in, in terms of how much of the new stuff we're reading, when it's coming out, how much of it we're enjoying. And, you know, to Chris's discussion here, I mean, one of the awesome things about being a comic book fan is, you know, they could literally stop making comic books today. And, like, we could do the show and hang out and and have a comics culture for the rest of our lives because there's just – there's so much stuff that's already been put out that we haven't consumed yet. And that's coming from people that – the four of us have read a, f- a fucking boatload of comics. Like we're pretty collectively well read. I mean, we've you know we 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 run the, between the four of us. We cover the you know the a, a pretty large chunk of of the gamut of of stuff. And yet, there's still a massive amount that we've never read. Oh. You know, yeah. And, well, and that's the more, cool more thing. that we I mean, haven't read than you know than we have. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that one of the the nicest things about the last five or so years and you know becoming buddies with you guys and doing the show and getting more involved in the the, the comics you know the, the culture of it is that uh it, that's another thing that's really changed for me is that is that i used to just be like many people you know i'd read what came out and that would be my thing you know and i'd occasionally read some older stuff too but but my main drive was got to read those comics as they come out and you know i think we're all so far afield of that now um but it's it's kind of liberating because it lets you just enjoy things as you feel like enjoying them you know you don't you don't feel compelled like i'm totally over the idea of like i have to read this so that i don't get spoiled or i have to read this yeah. because everyone's going to be talking about it because no that's not true because you know i mean sure the occasional something will come up on the internet or it'll be an event and, and, and it will be a hot topic but for the most part um, you know, it's it's not something that you're going to feel like you're you're missing out on the narrative if you don't read it then and there. So it's good stuff. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I, I love I love that we all can yeah. take a step back and enjoy and, and like honestly, that. it goes it goes in cycles because right now there's yeah, absolutely. there's literally nothing coming out that I feel like I have to be at the comic shop on Wednesday or downloading on a regular basis to read. And that's not from to say, the big two or from anyone. Period. From anyone. From anyone. Okay. From anyone. Okay. Because the stuff that you know like stuff like the Six Gun, I I love that series. I will read that and trade. Um so if it's if it's it's actually kind of a compliment and I know that creators hate to hear this um because they need single issue sales to um uh, to survive, but it's not my job to to make sure the comics survive. Um, if I like a series enough, then I would prefer to read it in trade. And there's really, you know, it's, I give two shits about AVX um, or, you know, a lot of the, the new 52 stuff. So, you know, yeah, a lot of the stuff I'll, I'll, I'll keep up with maybe digitally, 
but um, I don't feel like I have to. And so it's a chance, you know, to just read what is intriguing and to have someone say, yeah, you really should check out the Silver Age Doom Patrol and then to, you know, kind of take a leap of faith and really have fun with it is is awesome. Absolutely, yeah. The um, I mean, not not going as far back as Doom Patrol, but but last weekend when I was um, or the, the weekend before, when almost every other every other tweet for me was was being a pest and pounding the crap out of uh, of this Comicsology sale they had. Oh, the Legends, Legends sale, yeah. And and for the crossovers, I mean, it got to the point where even Mike Norton's like, dude, are they paying you for, <laughs> for these tweets? So. Um, <laughs> But I mean, and there were people who would would write back to me or or ask other people, you know, can I just get the mini? Do I need the crossovers? Is it is it what I like? It is it something that you know? Well, because I wasn't reading back then, and what I and I and and I even when I talk during the show, I am not if if I. I'm passionate about something. If 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 I recommend something, obviously it's because it resonated with me. But I'm not. I, not everything is gonna strike gold. If 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 I recommend something and and, and you didn't feel it, okay. But I mean, there's a thread right now about you know things you tried that just you didn't connect with, and mm-hmm. and uh, apparently I'm not the only person who felt that way about blankets. But the. Uh, when, when it comes to just when it comes to older stuff, I, I I get that we have we have a lot of listeners, we have a lot of people on the forum, there are a lot of people in our online circle that have only been reading since you know, two thousand, since the Ultimate Universe, since since, oh, wow. yeah. since oh, sure, yeah. you know. So it's when I, I know that if something came out around when they were born, they they're not going to get the same feel from it that we are. I right. When we when we went off on the uh, we spent two episodes on on Miller's Dark Knight and Strikes Back, and and I know you know if, if someone's going to read it now they're going to see you know oh how funny it was because he was making sure. fun of people and and I mean but at the time as we were reading it when it was coming out and it was it it felt heavy I don't know if like Chris just said with with not there's there's nothing with any urgency I don't know if there's anything right now that I could read off the shelf that feels heavy that that just that i need to i need that next installment there, there are things that i say that that i want like rachel rising like 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 amazing mm-hmm. spider-man right now i mean there are things that i'm reading that i'm like i really want that next issue i'm bummed that that saga is off for a couple of months i'm mean, understandable because you know fiona's been busting her ass doing the book but it's um you know it there aren't too many things out there where i i feel I need this now, and then that's when I go back to Legends or Long Halloween or you know old issues of of Spidey that uh, that that Keith Pollard drew. I mean, it's just there are not, and there's so much of it. And, and everybody else, is, I, I sometimes I like reading things that are either under the radar that other people aren't reading because this way I'm not I'm not sucked into the hype. I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. in that same hive mind where where everybody else is talking about it i just want to i need to take my time if if, if you want I'll ne- to- I'll, i will never ever read an event comic until after the event is over yeah and if people well, say they- you know what 
they actually pulled it off. For the first time in a fucking decade, there's one that was worth a shit. That's the next time I'll read an event there's no reason there's no reason to do it any other way you know but you know i think that's i think that's just kind of the cycle that we can get into as fans and yeah. it's it's like you know jason said there's so much stuff out there that we haven't read it's like you know i've never i it's the one staring me right in the face right now i've never read the alan davis alan moore captain britain i have it sitting on oh, my yeah. shelf i've awesome. never read it yeah it's so but, good but I need to prioritize that. And one of these yeah. days, I'll pull it off the shelf and I'll actually read it. And you know that that's the that's the kind of stuff as a comic fan. I'm trying to get to the point to now. It's like I knew, you know, you know, other people had told me that Doom Patrol, that the old Silver Age Doom Patrol was really good. Uh, you know, especially for the time that it was written. And it's really just kind of about you know making that priority to say hey, this is the kind of stuff I want to read now. So sure. you know, I know that there are people that want to know our thoughts on you know New Fifty Two stuff and the zero and issues. The, yeah, and I don't care. <laughs> I, 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 well, and I, I don't. And, and, and I and I think it's important that we don't like. I don't. I think the other thing is, is I don't want this to come off like like it works. When I like, say I don't care, I'm not for school and saying like, yeah, you shouldn't care either. Like, no, no, no. I mean, it's I, just I, I, like, I don't I'm, care. Yeah, I don't. Right. I mean, I've I've been reading tons of new stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of it I've talked about, some I haven't. You know, and and I and you can pretty much count that on any given week. I've read at least some new comics because yeah. you know I have a huge vagina pile. But but um, but yeah, y'all just, y'all, uh, y'all did make me catch up on Wonder Woman, so I can't wait for uh, Vince to get back and talk yeah. about. Yeah, because I, know, I, I know. I did get. I mean, and there are Hold things on. like I mean, there are things that are that are coming out now that I'm uh, like I mean, Saga's one, um, the massive Brian Wood. I mean, I'm loving that. Like there, there are definitely books that are coming out in single issues that I'm that I'm clamoring for the next issue. I don't, you know, but uh, I just like that again. That I, really, I'm just trying to say comics are awesome. You know, we we have we literally have a hundred years of of stuff to choose from. I mean, there's just and and we live in a, a golden era in the sense that so much of it now is is been reprinted. Yeah. And because of the internet and because of sites that sell sell or resell stuff and because of places like DCBS and InStock and Amazon that keep stuff in you know in in inventory, you can get most of it pretty easily. And even if something's out of print, it's not often that difficult to find collective editions. I mean, you you can track down a majority of the stuff, you know, in some way, shape, or form. Oh, and and I and I would say in the next oh gosh, and I'm being I'm being really conservative here in probably the next. You know, five to seven years, just about everything that you're going to want, just about everything, is going to at least be available digitally. Yeah, I think that's right. Well, the uh, the Grant Morrison Doom Patrol from issue 19 to about the mid-30s is available right now on Comixology. Mm-hmm. How much? There you go. Buck 99 an issue. Okay. So, I mean, occasionally they'll have sales, and, and, and that's um, – and, and tonight, I mean – Anybody listening, it's it, it'll be too late. But um, they, Comicsology was having, and, and I hate for this to sound like a commercial. The the uh, they are wrapping up a a Dark Knight Returns sale. So yes. Miller's Batman work is is on sale. So I did I I've and this was my question, to you guys, which I I know it's a topic we've all talked about before, but I um I did spend. The eight bucks and picked up the four issues of of year one and the Dark Knight Returns. So I've now, I've triple dipped on this. I bought the original issues <laughs> when they came out in the eighties. I have a a leather bound 
Miller collection with those two stories and and a Batman Santa Claus story and uh, and now I have these digitally. So I mean, get the absolute. You know, because the absolute has strikes back. The uh, but it's big, it's big and oversized <laughs> and beautiful <laughs> and awesome. Yeah, I was yeah, looking at uh, it tonight. It's they did a wonderful job with it. Yeah, I mean, I have it. It's great. I bet. I'm with David. I, it's, <laughs> it's 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 great until the halfway point. And then <laughs> yeah, if it, if it was you. One of the absolutes were actually wish you, it was smaller. You, you I wish fuck, it was a slipcase. I could leave the second volume yeah. inside. You fucking haters. <laughs> but are there are there things? I mean, obviously, we just got done talking about everything. But when what moves you enough to double dip on something? Triple dip. Oh boy. Uh, I mean, I'm sure price is a factor. I, I, well, use, I, oh, I, I can I, get this for ten bucks, and it's it's twenty five dollars. For me, it's form factor. You know, I mean, I have the the, the comic room now in our in our in our house, and 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 you know, so I've I've fallen I'd fallen in love with 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 really well put together collected editions. So I mean, um, you know, I, I own just about every Marvel omnibus, I think, and 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 a bunch of the absolutes, and I don't. I don't Probably maybe fifty, sixty percent of the absolutes that have come out, but but I love them, you know, and I love the way they're packaging, and I love the fact that they, you know, they'll be there forever to just reference instead of having to pull out the issues. Mm-hmm. So that's a big one for me. Um, um, it, it's just, I think it's just more the the the. Um, I'm a sucker for the the luxurious form factor, the quote unquote shelf porn, you know, like that that that's that's really for me why I double dip. I mean, I can't think of many occasions where I've bought a trade of something that I have the issues for or something like that. Like it's usually okay. because I want, I, it's usually because I want it in a more permanent, prettier form, you know, is really yes. what it comes out to. And yeah. I've, pl- I've done plenty of times I've had trades of stuff that I've then went and got the hardcovers like, um, you know, like I'm getting all the hundred bullets, hardcovers and, you know, that I'll give, hopefully give the trades away, you know, same thing. Um, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting all the, uh, you know, the Hellboy, um, you know, library editions, that sort of thing. And, mm-hmm. Um, so I'm getting the fables hardcovers and same thing there. I have all the fables trades. So, so those are cases where then, you know, those trades are easily, I can easily give them away. I mean, I have no compunction to hold on to both, you know? Yeah. Right. So. I don't know. It, it, it's, it, it's, it's hard for me. I'm, I'm so over single issues at this point. Um, the yeah, phys- phys- physical single issue. I just don't, I don't have space. I don't have space for them anymore. Uh, and I'm running out of space for, uh, for collected editions, where I'm, I'm to the point where it's like I need to start weeding through and saying, "Am I ever gonna read this again? Am I ever gonna, you know, do do you know, do I need these, you know, Green Lantern, you know, Sinestro core trades? You know, am I am I gonna read? Uh, am I gonna read that again? Um, and I might. Um, but to double dip now, now that's that's honestly. It would have to be an upgrade from the trade because I'll sit around and I'll wait yeah. for a trade on something, and then if I'm gonna get like a, a a dolled up hardcover version of something, it's gonna have to be something pretty phenomenal. And I don't know if there's been anything come out recently that deserves the oversized hardcover treatment. That's a that's a, a modern. You know, a modern big two comic. Um, yeah, so I don't. know. Yeah, I, I I used to double dip a lot. I'd I'd get I'd get uh, you know a six issue run, and then I'd get the trade, and then I have two versions of it sitting around. And now I look back, and that's like you know diet Dr Pepper level stupid. Yeah, yeah well, no, well, totally. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, on on that front, um, another shout out to people with, that regarding sales. Um, 
there's still going on. It's been going on for a couple of weeks now, but I think it lasts until November. Uh, BarnesandNoble.com is having a sale mm-hmm. where um, the vast majority of DC's collected edition uh, um, inventory that they have on the site, it's, uh, it's um, buy one, get one free. Buy one, get so, one free, or is it buy two, get one free? Or buy, is it buy two? Yeah, buy two, sorry. Buy two, get one free. So it's basically like 20% off. off. Okay. But but it's definitely worth it if you again if you're like I ordered a, a couple DC archives so you know you're getting and they're and this is off the sale price so you're getting you know archives that you get I mean you're getting um, absolutes you know for you know forty percent off the cover price and then you're getting you know with the discounts so you're basically getting you know uh, you're getting absolutes for sixty percent off is what it comes down to. Oh, okay. Um, but they have everything too. I mean if they have tr- all any kind of tr- any DC trade hardcover art. So it's definitely worth it for people to check that out. I mean I, I placed two orders, um, and and uh, you know that's a good way to get if you are interested in getting sort of some of the the nicer collected editions, but are always looking for a sale. I, I don't know that you're going to find many of these cheaper than sixty percent off. So, um, so I would jump on it if you're sort of if that's the what you've been waiting for. Cool. Yeah, and with I mean we got the holidays coming up, so I mean hell, it, it's it knocks some people off your Christmases probably with that sale. True that. Truth. What you been reading, Dippity? Oh man, we'll see. Because our our, our whole thing was well, I don't want to say screwed up. We there were things that I had planned. I know. Me too. Um, did you? We won't talk about it tonight. Did, were, were you able to catch up on Saga, or do you now have another week to get? Uh, uh, yeah, I have another week. I, okay, I cool. was planning on catching up, but then once Vince said he couldn't do the show, I thought, all right, well. <laughs> yeah, I got passed. Take the time. Um, I, uh, I, well, you know, see, there were things that I, I purchased tonight, like like Dark Knight stuff, and I picked up the last couple issues of Rachel Rising because I want to catch up on that. Um, but the, the past couple days, there hasn't really been... Um, a whole lot that I've been that I've been just sitting there reading. I guess it's because there really hasn't been anything that's 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 moving me a whole lot the past. I mean, like 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 Chris just got done saying there were just there were things that I was like I, I was I was flipping through mostly, but nothing that uh, I sat down and and well, you say it all the time, Jason. I mean, there are things that we read, but we either weren't feeling or didn't. Uh, Mm-hmm. It isn't worth you know noting on on the show, and and I think that's that's kind of been where some of my things that I've been reading, which again leads to me wanting to read things that I read years ago or, or things sure. that um, I don't have anymore. So I just it, it it it's weird. I've been I've been like keeping an eye out on things that that I want to get that I want to read, but haven't um, haven't had a chance to yet. All right. Well, I um you know again we. We uh, we talked a little bit about the fact that Top Shelf was having an awesome its annual sale, mm-hmm. and uh, I got my Top Shelf stuff last Sweet. week. I got my I got my box too. You got your box? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been I've been reading a lot of Top Shelf, and um, now one of the things that I really want to talk about, and again, this is something I was going we were going to talk about with Vince, and I'm going to save that, and that's uh, that's Josh Simmons' um, um, happy for for mini comics that he did. Um, it's some of his, it might have been his first published work. I know it's early. It might, if it's not his first, it's early. So all you Josh Simmons fans out there, don't start yelling at me. But but uh, but I'll wait because Vince loves Josh Simmons, so I'll wait on that. But um, but I also read this week um, three things. So I'll throw them out there and let's see if any of you guys have any strong feelings to talk about any one of them. Um, I read Moving Pictures by Catherine and Stuart Eminem. Yep, I've read it. Oh, 
I read Super Fockers by James Kachalka. (laughs) (laughs) And I read the first of the two volumes, although I did buy both, of The Incredible Change Bots by Mr. Jeffrey Brown. Sweet. So, do you guys have any compunction to talk about any of those in particular, or... Incredible Change Bots, if you are a old-school Transformers fan and like comic books, and especially independent comic books, there's absolutely no reason why you should ever shy away from reading that, because it is funny and awesome. And, yeah, it is. And, it's, it's great. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a fan of Jeffrey's so some good. of his other stuff, so I, I expect, I kind of... This was what I expected it to be, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, so again, if you're not familiar with Jeffrey, he's very much an indie comic guy, but he's not one of those indie comic guys that's uh, and and people that have listened to to Chris and Sal and Tom and around, you know, he, AC. He was Jeffrey's been on AC many times, but um, but but Jeffrey's uh, he's a he's a, a a regular comics guy in the sense of the fact that he he he's not too cool for. You know, he loves '80s nostalgia. He loves Transformers. He loves professional oh, wrestling. He loves he comics. Loves yeah. He loves superhero comics. So his stuff is very accessible, but his artistic style and his use of of <laughs> um, of slice of life is very much, you know, I think where people people more label him indie. But you know, mm-hmm. but but I, he's but it's he, I guess I put him as like accessible indie. You know what I mean? Like if for someone that hasn't maybe had much experience in it. So I love his stuff, and um, this is like you said, this is just his love letter to to um to the transformers and, 80, and 80s transformers of, tv yeah. series yeah yeah yep i mean it's just, it's and and much of it is is very much a direct a direct draw in the autobots and decepticons you have you know instead of the, the you got the awesome bots and the fantasticons you know and um <laughs> you got uh it's and, and some of them are you know pretty conventional you got like big rig who's like optimus but then you got stinky the garbage truck you know the best by the way the, the best golf one cart the golf cart. Dude, exactly. Balls. Balls, balls the golf it. cart. <laughs> I would pay any amount of money for an actual balls the golf cart transformer. That would be awesome. Oh. Um, I think I'm – I've got uh, – uh, if you ever see uh, Jeffrey at a um, uh, at a show, he sells these packets um, called Process, which okay. are – it's he's one of the, he's one of those guys that um, – is always doodling on stuff, and he's huh? very much a. Um, um, he takes a ton of notes and is always writing stuff down and going over stuff, and so he um, uh, he sells these packs called Process, and it's it comes with a mini comic which explains how he makes comics, and then it's just packed with like notes and doodles and character designs and maybe proof pages from um from from books and oh gosh i've got one that's got you know lists of possible names of stuff and a schedule and a convention badge and that kind of stuff and i have in one of i've got two of them and in one of them is is a character design sketch of balls Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, it's cool. And then and then the other one, which I'm just thrilled about, is a very early um character design and like single panel comic of Darth Vader and Son. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So pick those up the, if you've ever seen. Yeah, the Fantasticons, my favorite is, you know, one of my my favorite Decepticon was was well one of them was Soundwave, you know, and he had obviously all the cartridges that would <laughs> pop out and transform. So in this one he's got microwave 
who is a microwave. And then he pops out guys like Soupy and Popper, who are popcorn <laughs> and apples, which is just awesome. It's just so, you know, and it's like, it's, 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 and even the origin in the book is very much like the, the Transformers, oh, yeah. you know, that they Cybertron. get or yeah. they have to come to Earth looking for fuel. The, uh, you know, the, the, the awesome bots become friendly with humans. The fantastic cons are, you know, evil. But, but it's interlaced with that Jeffrey Brown, you know, uh, like, you know, just, just this little slice of life stuff about it. Or like, you know, like, like the Autobots and the, the awesome bots and the Fantasticons don't get in a civil war over like military might. They get in a civil war because they're basically bureaucrats and they get in a big fight over like a big filibuster in their Congress. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like that kind of thing. And, and like, there, there's like this, have, this really kind of like innocent humanity to, to yeah, his work. And, you, you know, know they, they meet yeah. the humans like, you know, like the, you know, the, the, and, and it's like, and 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 um and and you know he's like oh i can you know i can help you you know i can help you fix your you know i can, I can fix up your 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 damaged you know teammate and then and then they're like oh yeah of course you know the uh you know why why would why didn't we think of that let's have you know uh why wouldn't we have a you know a uh, undeveloped you know flesh you know flesh creature with no you know with no no academic you know experience you know be able to fix our highly complex you know system instead of one of our own you know guys like it's like you know it's just it's just like little stuff like that but it but it's just Again, it's 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 a quick read, and it's just it's purely what it is, which is just Jeffrey Brown's love letter to the eighties. I'm really I, I don't know what I don't know if if Credible Change Bots Two is is much different or if just a continuation of the same. Um, they're both you know full color. They're small. They're digest size, and and I mean small digest. Like they're I don't even know the measurements, but it's like post almost like a little bigger than a postcard sized. Um, but <laughs> you, you know you know you know why they're that size. Uh, I don't know. That's the size that he draws them at. Mm. He, he, okay. Cool. Yeah, he has um, he has notebooks that he basically hand draws the comics into the notebooks. It's awesome to, to to his comic books. His original comic books are like actual books. They're great. I don't know that I've ever read something by Jeffrey that I didn't like. Yeah. So yeah. you know, um, I haven't read Darth Vader on Sunday yet, but I'm sure I'll, I'll enjoy that. I, um, I, I bought all his Sulk stuff last year and read it and loved that. Um, I actually also bought it in this sale, but I haven't read it. It is uh, Undeleted Scenes, mm-hmm. which uh, I'm sure I will enjoy. So I highly recommend that. Oh, the um, um, speaking of Sulk, and if this comes out on Thursday, which it's going to, um, the top shelf sale runs through tomorrow. So. Um, yes. If any of this stuff is of interest to you, go now. You can pick up Sulk um, uh, one, two, and three for a buck a piece. How much did you get the change bots for? Five bucks. They were a piece? I think three, three bucks three, or five bucks. Oh, yeah. that's a steal. And they're, fi- they're fifteen dollar cover price. So. Yeah, that's a steal. Yeah, go for um, it. Yeah. Now, now, have either of you read Kachalka's Superfuckers? No. I have not. All right, so so this is one. Now, I unlike Jeffrey Brown, which I very much. Am an established fan of. I am not all that well versed in Kachaka. I mean, I, I know I'm very much aware of his art style, um, but I haven't really read much of his his work. Um, but this is a book that's that's been well regarded. And again, it's one of those things like it's top shelf and it's it was it was on sale. I figured you know it's really a no lose proposition. Um, I knew the premise, which was that basically a bunch of young superheroes that are uh, obnoxious. And um, as it turns out, I think a lot of this was a webcomic, or at least parts of it were, that have been collected. Um, this, uh, you know, I'd love to hear what other people think of it, because I, I feel like this is definitely a book that's in really held in really high regard. This didn't really work for me. Um, Kachaka's style 
you know, and he does a lot of, of children's books. So it's kind of funny to see this style juxtaposed in, in this book, which is most certainly not appropriate for kids. Um, it, 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 it's the simplicity of the style is fine. Like, again, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's, there's necessarily anything wrong with it, but, um, I guess the best way I could describe this book to people is it's as if the, you take the boys and you mash it up with tiny Titans and you mix it in a blender and that's what you get. You get a book that looks like the tiny Titans and you get a raw X-rated humor and profanity laden, um, you know, set of characters. And some of it's funny, you know, like, like there are moments where it's funny, but I felt frankly like this maybe did, didn't, whereas many things translate better in collected form. I wonder if this loses a little bit of its luster in yeah. collected form because yeah. it's it's a lot of the same notes of the jokes. You know, you've got the one guy and he just drops, he just says fuck all the time and he says how awesome he is. And, you know, you got the other guy that's like cause everyone, you know, names like, you know, anus and, you know, queer and jerk off. And then, you know, it turns out that, you know, he's like, into, yeah, but like, it's like the, every, every page is like another riff on that. Kind of like you, you would get like in a Sunday comic. And so I just felt like it, it frankly, once I was maybe a third of the way through the book, I kind of got it. You know what I mean? And, and I really quickly read through the last two thirds on, on a bus drive home. And it was, I admittedly like skimmed it. And I, I just was, it was, it was, it just to me, it was like, oh, here's, it was more of the same. You know, there wasn't anything, the book didn't take me on a broader journey or, or there wasn't a broader narrative. So for me, I would say this one wasn't a huge win. Um, but you know, again, it's 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 certainly I, I can understand why this would would float some people's boats, mm-hmm. particularly if this was your first experience with the idea of the superhero as a as a you know a flawed you know character. Like you know, th- this is not new territory for 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 us. I mean, we've talked about a lot of the different books, some with very serious tones, some more humorous. But you know, if this is like your first experience of reading of like superheroes that are naughty and irresponsible and you know self-centered, then then maybe that that would that would be a little bit you know make it a little bit more um, enjoyable. But so I would give like Kachalka's Superfuckers like a I don't know like a like a C. You know, like I appreciate the work, but it didn't really. It, it just it was very one note for me. Um, whereas Changebots was was just the hotness. So agreed. I am going to. Um... I'm going to read for next week. I'm going to I have a goal to read um, Kolchaka's American Elf 1999. Okay, because yeah. I have because um, Top Shelf has them for buck ninety nine a piece, uh, ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one, and now two thousand two. So I haven't um, I haven't picked up the last couple, mm-hmm. but I'll 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 do what I can to get to ninety nine because these are mostly autobiographical. One one page. Is one day where he takes a moment and and draws a comic strip of his life that day. So mm-hmm. um, it's it, over 360 pages per book. So I, I I want to. I've I've had it. I've been staring at it for a while now. And and you talking about super fuckers. And I know I know Vince is a fan. So I'll um I'll I'll read some some Kolchaka for next week. And I've, right. I'm I'm going to read uh, Pinky and Stinky. Which uh, oh, okay is about um, two uh, astronauts, two, two astronaut pigs. Yeah, which looks very, very, Sweet. very silly and awesome. Oh, and I'm I'm gonna say it again. Uh, anybody that uh, that uh, uh, takes up the top shelf uh, three dollar sale, 
please get a copy of The King by Rich Kozlowski. Oh, definitely. Read. It's one of my all-time favorite graphic novels, and it's it's one I, at this sale, every year I order a copy or two and make a point of giving it to um, an Elvis fan at some point during the year. So it's it's one of my it's one of my favorites and uh and is is just so easy to get this time of year during the sale. So so good. We're gonna win this race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, de- definitely. Um and then I will say I won't get into it because I but I will tell you both that moving pictures by the Eminens, I for sure you both would love it. I read I mean, it. I loved it too. I read it. Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, did you love it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Very. Yeah, it, it's it's different. It's not um, it's not fear itself. No, no, that's a good point. <laughs> this is not Stuart Eminem that you may be familiar. Right, right. Who I think looks. I think he's a fan. I think he looks fantastic in superhero books. Oh, but yeah. this is a much. This is black and white. Very heavy on the blacks. You know, a lot of shadow. Um, very, very. Um, you know, sort of a singular line, not a lot of depth or, 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 you know, difference in the line size. It's very much sort of, you know, um, like, you know, he, he takes one seemingly ballpoint, you know, one size ballpoint pen and just draws, you know, like dots for, you know, the eyes are dots or little slits, you know, there's minimal decoration, you know, it's, it's very minimalist, but it's, um, the story's terrific. It's, 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 if it's a period piece about a woman who is helping, hide and curate and catalog all of the great French, well, all of the great artwork that's in France during the uh, Second World War, and then a, uh, a a German officer whose job is to do the same for the Nazis. And the they have a relationship, a very complex relationship, and this is the story of that. And it's it's just fantastic. And they're, and where they're, 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 really they're moving th- pictures. That's, yeah, and where, yeah. where Eminem really comes through is that juxtaposed against this very simple art style, which I think is, is wonderful in the book, because it's a book about these art pieces. Every couple pages he'll have a he'll draw a rendition of a of a of a classic uh you know piece of art and, and, and they're they're unbelievably realistic. And you can really see like what an unbelievable artist he is because it's like all of a sudden you get this this sort of, you know, uh singular simple style and then pow it's like this, you know, whether it be a a drawing of a of a classic statue, or it be a, you know a very highly rendered you know picture of a Renaissance painting. Like it's just yeah. just quite quite good, and it's a love story. I should say it's mm-hmm. you know it's so it's, it's you know, a love it's, story period piece. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, World War Two period piece love story. A little bit of espionage. I know that we're not breaking new ground here because we've said it before, but Staros, you know this, the 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 collective body of work and the quality and consistency of that work that he has managed to to cultivate under top shelf is is just astounding i mean it really is uh, and it's so varied i mean oh, it, yeah. he, he's he's not you know he's not a one genre guy where he just has a really good eye for that genre i mean he 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 you know his top shelf has put everything out from you know porn comics to horror to you know underground comics with an x to you know very realistic love st- i mean he he's really run the gamut and and all different art styles and and uh, and approaches and and sizes and packaging and, and it just seems like he never he never whiffs, 
he never whiffs. I mean, again, even like I said, even something that maybe I don't particularly resonate with, I still really appreciate the quality and the packaging. I know, I know, when I order something from Top Shelf, it's I'm never going to be disappointed in the way the book is put together, the way it looks, oh, yeah. the way it's lettered, the way it's edited. I know that's all a given, you know, and uh, and and then it just becomes you know personal taste as to whether or not you enjoy the particular work. But um, he, he just, you know, Chris uh, Chris deserves all the credit in the world. So you got it. Great stuff. And I do agree. Well, gents, we have anything else um, that we want to talk about for sure before we get into our in your travels? Um, no, I mean a couple of things. Again, I know we're all geared up to talk about this week. We I think we're going to save for next week. Yeah, I think we I think we all have some 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 stuff saved up um, for Mr. Vince. Well, I'm okay with this because it means I get a. Um, uh, get to bed at a at a healthy time because I'm gonna be in in Las Vegas tomorrow. Very excited. Vegas. I can't wait. You know, I'm yeah, I'm awesome. I'm gonna try and not be that guy that takes a ton of books cross country, <laughs> which I've been known to do. Yeah, before. yeah. Let's try. Let's do something mm-hmm. different this time. I am yeah, taking. I'm taking one. Abs- I'm taking absolute all star or yeah, the absolute all star Superman because it is. It's my favorite book of the last decade, and I don't know if I'll ever have the opportunity to have Grant Morrison and, and Frank quietly sign it. You know, it's that it just doesn't happen that often that they're that they're both at shows together. So I'm taking that. Damn it! Um, I don't know what else to take. I, I, you know, I was I'm thinking like the Batman or the Batwoman elegy hardcover for James huh? Williams because I I love that book so much. Um, you know, you, you, and I start going down the list and I'm just like, oh yeah, there's, there's of course like a book for every person there that I would, I would want to have signed, but I have to be good. Otherwise I'm not going to be able to pack any clothes because I'm just going to pack books and I don't Truth. Do Yeah. So I don't know. It's a, it's a nice problem to have, Chris. I wish I could say I felt for you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. It's a first world problem for sure. So. Yeah, um, no doubt. Yeah, but I need to make sure and get my uh, get yeah, my. I can't believe you've never jam. been to Vegas before. It's like my home away from home. Um, you know, it's one of the things that. Um, oh, ballers, bro! It's one of the things <laughs> that that the podcast has been um, awesome about changing my life a lot, and and it sounds silly to say that, but um, seriously, before like five years ago, I'd never been west of the Rockies. Oh, truth. It wasn't until... You're a Luddite. Yeah. It, well, I would always go to the East Coast uh, or the South for to vacation and that kind of stuff and never never made it past the Rockies. And it wasn't until we went to the uh, Emerald City Comic Con up, uh, oh, right. up in Seattle. And then I made uh, WonderCon in San Francisco. Um, it, so yeah, so it's because of comics that I've actually gotten out to the West Coast before. Even though I, I still don't have I actually, you know, dipped my toe in the Pacific Ocean. I don't think I have yet. So, and I'm not going to get that chance this weekend. No, no, but no, that's true. My first trip to a desert. I'm very excited. Well, listen, I I don't know what the scene's going to be like when you're out there in Vegas, mm-hmm. but um. I do have quite a bit of experience there in terms of all the different things you might want to do. So, What's your favorite buffet? Uh, if you guys feel like uh, you're looking for something to do or maybe need some help as to how about going about doing that, uh, mm-hmm. don't you definitely give me a ring. Oh, so. here, here, here's a question. Okay. Now, I, I, I'm not going to take a ton of books out there, but 
I do have a Final Crisis Superman 3D page that uh, Doug Monkey and Christian Alame did that mm-hmm. Grant Morrison wrote. Do you think I should take that out there and have Morrison sign it? Uh, well, why not? Would that be... And I also have a Walking Dead page with Michonne on it. You think I should go out yes. and, yeah, try and get uh, a Kirkman signature on it? Um, uh, why not? I, I mean, that's a personal, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's yeah. up to you. It's a, it's just, if, if, if you feel like bringing, uh, bring that stuff with you, then hook it yeah. up. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, you know? I, I may, I may do that. That, that might be, that might be kind of cool. So those, I, those I have to say, so, by the way, speaking of that, it's nice mm-hmm. to see that, uh, Kirkman and Tony have buried the hatchet. Oh, I, have, are they, are they, are they, are they all good Yeah, now? they settled, they settled. I mean, you know, they, one of those deals where they, they agreed to settle all their claims against one another and, you know, they're not going to disclose what the settlement was, but, but it's over. Good. So Good. Yeah. That, that, that makes me, that makes me feel good. So yep, me too. that's, I, I doubt if they're, you know, you know, I don't know any of the particulars. I doubt if they're going to be inviting each other over for Sunday dinner. Yeah. I didn't get soon. the sense. It's all of a sudden yeah. it's like they're bros again. Right? Yeah. But it's just one of those things like, you know, but they both, over. I guess, yeah. you know, you know how these things usually are. Usually it's a fairly cut and dry from like when I read the, the claims, I said, well, this is actually sounds to me like it's a pretty cut and dry thing. Like once the lawyers get together, mm-hmm. either one side is going to pretty much have the pretty clear right here. It's because it's just a matter of contract law. And usually when that happens, you know, you know, Kirkman, whoever i'm i'm assuming kirkman won because based on what i read but but let's whoever saw that had the case they said all right listen here's the deal uh uh you know let's 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 here's a number yeah let's you know it's more than fair for all sides and it's you know it's that's realistic and everyone said yeah that's that's good let's be done with it it. good good yeah that that, that's good to know it's the the legal stuff that goes on in comics takes away from the the enjoyment of of the comics i think so you know yeah whatever whatever form. all right well i'll tell you what let's uh uh let's remind everyone that this episode has been brought to you by a discount comic book service that's dcbservice.com uh best place for you to to go online and get your your discounted comic books great prices uh everything that's in previews is there for for order great people go do it it's awesome use the the code eoc8 if you're a first time uh, uh customer of theirs and you'll get an extra 8% off your next order and in your travels mr uh, mr price how about you i am going to recommend something that uh something else i'll have read for next week uh so we can all play along rachel rising Ooh, cool! It's uh, awesome. It, it is awesome, and it is it's 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 a book that uh, I announced months ago as as being. Uh, well, I admitted that uh, that I'm a month behind because I wait for the price to drop digitally, and then and and uh, so. But I, I I like to read it as it comes out, and um, and sadly, the past couple of issues, I did not do that. So I need to rectify that. There you go. With the quickness. With the quickness. Nice. Uh, I'm going to jump in. We'll let, uh, we'll let Jason wrap us up. Uh, I mentioned it two weeks ago um, whenever I had the kids over to my house as part of our our, our, our settlement, the visitation rights. Um, and it's uh, it's Andy Park's work on uh, The Lone Ranger. And I'm going to be very brief oh, because yeah. I'm going to finish reading uh, the second trade on uh, on the plane out to Las Vegas. But uh, I'm almost done with the first trade, which was a miniseries he did called The Lone Ranger and the Death of Zorro. 
and it is a fantastic story that ties those two uh, iconic southwestern characters together. Um, it is it is exactly what it says. It is a story about the death of Zorro. Uh, Zorro uh, kind of predates uh, the Lone Ranger by a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, he is uh, uh, that that character takes place chronologically before a lot of the adventures of the Lone Ranger. So this is later in in Zorro's life, and then his death, and then the Lone Ranger uh, is is there to uh, to avenge. Um, uh, the the death of Zorro, who is a a man that he had, uh, or actually his father had come into contact with before. So it is an awesome story if you are a fan of either or both uh, Zorro and the Lone Ranger. And it is done uh, by Dynamite. It is written by Andy Parks, who's a long time long time buddy and comic book veteran it's great to see him making the transition as being a more of a full-time writer uh from being an inker uh it's illustrated by uh esteve poles it's p-o-l-l-s uh and it's uh yeah it's it's fantastic it's uh available uh as a trade from dynamite and uh retailed for for 20 bucks but i got it from amazon for you know 40 percent off that or whatever so i'm going to read that and then i'm going to read uh andy's second lone ranger uh collection which is volume five of the lone ranger from dynamite and it is um uh a story called hard country so i'm reading lots of lone ranger from uh from andy parks these days nice andy parks the anchor the andy parks former anchor yeah he he hung up his he hung up his brush, i don't want to hear about it what do you got jason <laughs> you go so jason. uh actually in keeping what's that you go hello go yeah, for no, it no. um in keeping with last okay thanks in keeping with uh, the art of rap recommendation from last week, um, hat tip to Julian Lytle for reminding me of this. But Ed Piscor has been doing a hip hop family tree web comic uh, on boingboing.net, uh, and it basically is a uh, a a autobi- well, a biographical chronicling of all of the great founders of hip hop and the history of it. Uh, and Fanagraphics announced. Uh, Two weeks ago, that they are going to collect it into a nice hardcover. So uh, I would highly, highly recommend that if you are uh, if you are a a fan of of rap and a fan of comics, this is a uh, Ed Pisker is clearly a true hip hop fan of the highest order, and he treats it with lots of love and respect. So if you are kind of a fan of the um, you know the comic book comics stuff like we are. This is sort of think about it as like wrapping book wrapping or something. It's 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 definitely nice no, wrapping book wrapping. It's, it's awesome. That's funny. It's awesome. So I think they should up. call it, yeah they should call it that. I think they should. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it to commission. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, cool. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, Morrison Con stories and and getting the whole gang back together uh, next week. I know. Yes. Have yeah. fun, man. Say hi to all our peoples. A lot of our people's going to be out there. So yeah, it's um. Oh, uh, if you are if you are a, uh, a forumite and you're heading out to Morrison Con and you have not uh, not checked, there is a thread on the forum which you can find where David forum.bullpinboltonspodcast.com or bullpinboltonspodcast.com/slash 
forum or 11oClockComics.com. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And there is a, a Morrison Con thread there, and we're going to have a meetup on Friday night at a German Beer Hall. And so, I mean, obviously they know how to get me to show up for a, for a get together. So, so, so that's, that's what we're doing on Friday. And then, uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a small enough convention that I'm sure everyone is going to get to, uh, it's going to be like a damn high school reunion. I have a feeling. So everyone's going to, uh, get plenty of FaceTime, uh, with everyone else. So lots of EOC listeners there. I can't wait to, uh, to meet some new, meet some new friends and, uh, and get reacquainted with some old ones. So. Yeah, you're going to have a great time. It's going to be awesome. It'll be a fun time. All right. Well, hey, everyone, have a great rest of your week, and uh, and we'll see you, see you back here, uh, um, same bat time, same bat channel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, a new uh, regular show episode start next week. Yes. I still need to watch this Black Dynamite thing. Oh, my God. Oh, that is so good, dude. The dude, the last episode, well, not the last episode, the last episode. The last episode, the last episode. Like, like, wacky races. Well, all of the words you yeah. said to me are still vibrating in my head. The LBH and the Linden tree. The dark and deep enchanted sea. The trembling moon and the stars unfurled. Oh, there she goes, my beautiful world 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 There she goes, again John Wilmot and his poetry Oh, my God.